Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda Cause they've got to fill that quota And the way things are I'll bet they never will They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil No tea or tomato juice You'll see No potato juice Cause the planters down in Santa's All say no, no, no The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water and was fined the great big $50 bill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Like a percolator Her perfume was made right on the grill Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil And when their ham and eggs need savor Coffee ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea No tomato juice You'll see no potato juice. The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. So you led to the local color serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Wow. Hey, welcome, everybody. This is your Psychic Connection. Hi, I am Jory. I'm the Coffee Psychic, your host. And tonight we're going to have a, a fun, fun evening discussing all of these crazy paranormal movies that they have out there. I don't, I don't care if it's the psychic movies, the paranormal stuff, the, you know, is this, is this made up? Are these uh, real events that they've put into movies? You know, why don't you give us a call? Let us know what your favorite movie is, your scariest movie is. And uh, you can give us a call. This is a live call-in show. So give us a call at 347-633-9404. Again, 347-633-9404. So, Julia, are you here? I am here, Jurian. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Oh, scary movies. I don't like scary movies. 
Hey, you know what? You asked me earlier, so I want to give our listeners an update. Stefanos. Stefanos from oh, last yes, week. Yes. One of the kids. Yeah, he was going to be on the show last week. I just want to let you guys know he did not break anything. He just badly bruised a, a thigh bone. So that in and of itself, you guys can imagine, that's pretty sore. But um, I understand he's doing better, and I just want to let you guys know that. And my granddaughter, Joanna, is feeling better also. She could not be on the show either, so uh, she'd gotten really sick. And I'm not looking this as any kind of sign because they were both supposed to be on and they couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying things happen, okay? So, Julie, I want to tell you, I had an amazing... um, a really great day yesterday. I had so many great readings and a lot of dead people showed up. But I had this oh, yeah? I had a channeling last night and this uh this husband uh showed up for his wife and his two children. These guys were just really great people. And this husband was an amazing man. And I just love it when you know, when you've got these really great people that come through to let you know that they're fine, everything's okay, they can give you some answers to some of the leftover questions that you didn't get answered before they died. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. this guy's a jokester, too. I mean, he was a very funny man. And so there were times where I was just, you know, raising my eyebrows and laughing at the things he was telling me, you know. So mm-hmm. it was fun. Oh, wow. It was fun. I, I bet you the family felt so much relief. You know, you always sit and wonder, you know, are they okay? You know, yeah. or you have questions or doubt or guilt associated when, you know, you go through something like that. So, I mean, I know I appreciate people with your skills mm-hmm. and oh, thank you, um, thank you. and the sensitivity you bring with it and the religious aspect you bring with it. So just to, oh, just in case you. I've never told you that, I totally appreciate that. And I, I'm always oh, in awe you. by what you do. Oh, thank but you. But our movies tonight. Yes. Oh, my God. There's such a wide range of movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Do, you have, do you have your favorites? You know, I was starting to think about that earlier, and I want people to call in and let us know either, again, what is your favorite scary movie, what's the most intriguing scary movie. You know, I studied psychology for a long time, and so I love the, the, the psychology movies as well. Um. But, I mean, all of this stuff, I've got, let me see, what was that one? What Dreams May Come with Robin mm. Williams and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, I didn't see that Remember? one. Did you see it or no? No. Well, this this husband and wife <clears throat> had two two kids. I believe... Um, and I, I believe both of the children were killed in a car accident, if I remember going back over this one. And Robin Williams and his wife, of course, their their lives completely changed after this. And um, and the wife went into depression and she killed herself. Oh. So it really goes into the details of what they say spiritually normally happens when somebody kills themselves. That they get trapped mm-hmm. on the other side, they get stuck. It's it's just a really uh, bad situation. Well, it it looks this. What I remember happening was uh, Robin Williams, the husband, literally went in to find his wife and to bring her back out of the darkness. And that, oh wow, yeah, you know another another great movie that I had seen years ago was Defending Your Life. 
And that was, uh, it really led into the different concepts of reincarnation and being able to uh, review your lifetimes. You know, so that that. So you you go through a review before you're brought back. Uh, what happened? What they showed in this movie was they showed that you were um, you die. Uh huh. Then they take you. You're like in an unconscious state, and they're wheeling you. You've got these little angels. And you get up to this level, and then they're wheeling you to the area that you're supposed to go to um, because you're so out of it. You know, you don't, you know, it's like, oh, my God, am I dead? I mean, your consciousness has not shifted over to the fact that you don't have a body anymore and you're really dead. And then they bring you uh, to talk to somebody. And then they show you film clips of your past lives. But they also have you go over what you feel you did. You know, like they're going to show you this lifetime. And uh-huh. look at the parts where you needed to strengthen yourself more. Were you weak? Were you a coward? Were you this amazing person? What did you do, what did you do for the world? You know, so they put that out in front of you. And, oh, my God, it was so charming. Uh, Meryl Streep was in that movie. And Brooks, I'm trying to remember his first name. Um, might have been Mel Brooks. Oh, my God, it was so sweet because these two people fell in love with each other, but because the, uh, Mel Brooks was so weak and he took the easy way uh-huh. out and he was a coward in many instances, he could not go to the same level that the character Meryl Streep was playing because she was so giving and loving and she was amazing in this lifetime. And so they had to go in two different directions because they put them on buses and they sent them to another destination after this and um, so they had fallen in love with each other on the other side, right? And so now he's doing everything in his power to, you know, be with her. And finally, he did a courageous act. And then they finally said, okay, now you've shown some courage. Now you can go on to this other level with her. So it was really a love story. And it showed a lot of uh, spiritual, psychic um, details of what the perceptions are about, you know, life after death and how you do your life review and what happens. Oh, okay. That almost reminds me of one. This was with Robert Downey Jr. It's one of his very early films. And it's, it's more of a light, um, it's called Heart and Souls. Love that movie. Not scary. Love, love, love that movie. You, you saw it? That's one of my favorites. Yes. And that one where they each had to fulfill something that they did not complete in their life because they all died on a bus accident. So, I mean, just the fact that they thought the poor little kid was crazy because they were his guardian angels. And I just love when they would make him sing and nobody was around. It was just so cute. Um, Yes, yes. Well, you know, do do you mind if I go ahead and tell people some of the details about that movie? Yes, go ahead. Okay, the thing that I found, the thing that I thought was really great, so if people want to look at, you know, the perception of what it looks like when you leave your body, they had these uh, four characters that were coming in um, at different times and getting on this bus, and this was that, you know, fatal bus accident that was meant to happen, 
So each one of them are getting on the bus. The bus driver, of course, is distracted by this man and woman kind of making out in the car next to him, which causes a car accident. The bus plunges off of a bridge into this, you know, I'm not sure what it plunged into, but it was not water, it was concrete. And um, then all of a sudden you see these people, these four people, climbing out of the bus windows and standing on the top of the bus going like, well, what just happened? And many times, uh, from my understanding, is that's exactly what happens. You get a little confused not knowing that you've just died. And then they're watching as the bus driver is lifted up in the air and he's just ascending into these heavenly realms. And and so he's being pulled out of his body while they are standing there left behind. And then do you remember, Julia, where the mother is giving birth to her baby in the car? They could not Mm -hmm. get to the hospital on time. And suddenly these four spirits, you can see them turning into a mist and being dragged, almost pulled to where this baby is being born. And then they suddenly are thrust thrust into his body. Do you remember that part? I don't remember. I know they ended up, like, attached to him. So wherever he went... They were dragged along with him. Yes, yes. And they didn't know why. They didn't know why. No, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, when I do the exorcism work, and you know how much I love that, many times Mm -hmm. you will find spirits that have attached to somebody at birth. Oh, okay. Yeah, and normally these people know why they're there. Some of them don't. But I'm like, oh, my God, what a perfect description about what happens when you have an attachment that comes in at birth. That was so cool. So so I didn't want, want to cut you off, but that just triggered that for me. So what else no, did you No, no, I mean, no. Yeah, that was, yeah, you know, and I never looked at it from that aspect because it was four of them. So I didn't think, yeah. you know. You know, I just thought, thought it was more of of a rarity than the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, so what you're describing is more of, I guess, what happens when you do have a previous, you know, spirit that's attached to you and you don't know why. Yes, yes. Okay. And then what, so this wow. whole movie, you guys, was so cool because here is this little boy suddenly singing a lullaby. And and as the mom and dad, he's in his little walker walking around the front room, and the father is listening to him singing this lullaby. And his words are pretty clear. I mean, he can he can get out some of these words so they know what it is. And the dad looks at the mom and said, "Did you teach him that?" And she said, "No, didn't you?" And he goes, "I didn't teach him that." So here, <laughs> one of the women spirits was a mother that died early. And she used to sing this uh, lullaby to her children right before going to bed. So now she is sitting here singing the lullaby to this little boy as he's growing up. And then I think the part, and this is, so this is the big struggle, right? So the struggle is when you've got little kids, and this is some of the work that we alluded to last week with children seeing dead people. Do you remember that, Julia? Yes, and how yes. sometimes kids be put on drugs because they're going. You know, the, maybe the family doesn't have the capacity for this understanding of about dead people there, 
the kids, you know, most children and animals see dead people. It's just a fact. That's what that's what happens. They're not closed off. They have not they have not learned that that's wrong to see dead people. They just see them and they chat with them and you know have a good time and they're laughing with them and and so we are sitting there going like, who's he? Why is he laughing? It looks like he's talking to somebody. I don't see anyone there. And it's I really mean, how many times do you there? actually see though, like a, a baby, like in a walker? Just sitting there giggling, looking in the air, kind of giggling, and just having fun all by by themselves. And it's probably because we always say they see the angels. Yes. Yes. Well, right after my first daughter, Terry, was born, and I'm not kidding you, she and this was my first experience with an infant. This was my first child. And she was in there. This was at the hospital, so she was right out of the chute, okay? After they cleaned (laughs) her up and she was in there. Like, like the next day, and so she's sitting here. <laughs> well, she's sitting here laughing and laughing and laughing, and I'm looking. I'm going like, Jesus, that's a real laugh. That's not. That's not like her face wasn't contorted or anything. Like she was having a problem. She was laughing, and I looked at one of the nurses and I said, Wow. I said. What I said? What's going on with my daughter? I mean, she's laughing. She goes, "Oh no, honey, that's just gas." Well, I'm going to tell you something. I don't. I don't laugh when I'm having gas like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's not what right? that's not with me. She was laughing. I was going like, "Oh my god, that is so cool." So I don't know who was playing with her right after she was born, but for sure it was a fun experience for her, and and I'm really glad. And after having all these experiences, you know, you can you can sit here and uh, and just when you start observing the, the the little kids and the children and stuff like this, um, you know, you want to step back and look and go like, okay, who are they talking to? You want to embrace it. You want to say it's normal. Don't worry. You know, yes, you saw somebody. Now, I think in this movie, Heart and Souls, Julia. When they decided, the two parents uh, who were not embracing his spirituality or psychic abilities, they didn't know what to make of it. They were a young couple. So when they realized, I I can't remember, were they going to put him on medication? They were going to bring him to see a therapist, stuff like this. The the father was getting agitated. And um, what was pretty amazing was, then the spirits all decided, the four spirits decided, it's like, look, it's, he's starting to get in trouble now. And um, this, isn't gonna, this isn't good, so we need to leave his life, although they had to stay attached to him. And they, did, they didn't even know why they were attached to him. But right. they left. And do you remember how angry he was? Because oh, he, he was cried. Single... He cried. Don't leave me. Don't know, Julia. Don't leave me. Don't leave yeah. me. Yeah. Oh my God, he was so upset. That was right. One of the characters was my name. <laughs> yeah, that had nothing to do with me liking the film, right? <laughs> but they each said their goodbyes. I think I cried during that time because he was just—he didn't know why they had to leave, and they were trying to protect him from being in trouble. Yes, yes, they didn't want <laughs> yeah. him to was... look like he was going crazy. And do you remember when they re-entered his life in this movie, Heart and Souls, when these spirits found out, when the bus driver came back and said, okay, you guys, did you get all your unfinished business done? And they were like, 
what unfinished business? What are you talking about? Oh, my God, they were so upset. And then they only had a little bit, a little while to get each of their issues done because he had to come and take them into heaven because they had been down here long enough, but no one informed them that they were down here on purpose to get some unfinished business completed. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. And do you remember yes. how angry uh, Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., had, the character had gotten? Because he said, oh, no, no, you guys cannot be back now. No, 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 I made you up or something like that. It was so adorable. And he's like, why now, why now, after all the therapy sessions and everything else? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Because he was already so an adult great. at that point. But, but once they started singing, he just everything came right back to him. Now say that again. I said once he started singing, everything just came right back to him. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right, in the car. When they were all singing the songs like they used to sing. That's right. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine being a child like that, having this company there, these people around you, and then suddenly they're ripped away from you. They step out. So you no longer have their company. And then, I mean, how, I mean, how crazy is that? Then all of a sudden yeah. they're back. You're even questioning your sanity more because now you're an adult. And I, I just think it's a great transition that he went from going like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. This is perfect. And I just love that movie because, you know, you see that the one spirit jumps inside of him to sing the national anthem. That was one of his <laughs> things. He had to sing in a public forum. Oh, you know, so you guys, if you can get the movie Heart and Souls, please get it. There's so many different spiritual concepts um, out there that, you know, you just love. You know, I, I noticed that we had a call that dropped. We just want to invite this person to call back. Um, you know, give us another couple of minutes and we'll take all the calls and stuff. And, hey, you guys, this is a live call-in show, 347-633-9404. Give us a call. You know, share, you know, share some of your stories. And, of course, you can always ask a psychic question. So, Julia, what, what, what is movies? your scariest? What is your scariest? See, I like lighthearted spiritual, ghostly-type movies, just like Heart and Souls. Um, yes. The other one I liked was on a little scary side, was uh, I, uh, seven, not Seven Signs. Is it Seven Signs? No, it's uh, Six Sense. Oh, I've got that one right in front of me. Yes. That was Willis. another one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. That one, and yeah. you mentioned one before, I want to say... I know it's one of your favorites, and that is Ghost. That's I think like all the women just love Ghost. It's Patrick Swayze. Yes. So there, there's yes. different aspects, but there's usually something similar when you're talking about spirits who have transcended or are trapped here. Yes. Yeah. That well, that kind of represents that... the true story. Yes. I, I think that the people who did all the research on these movies, I, I really thank them for really bringing the spiritual life, um, the spiritual world to life in these movies so people can really get a greater concept of what's going on on the other side because Whoopi Goldberg, excuse me, Goldberg was a medium here. And mm-hmm. the thing that I really appreciated about her was that when she's in that medium room, that psychic room, and she had all the dead people, 
chatting away at her, tell him this, tell him that, hang on, hang on, my turn, my turn, I want to talk to my, you know, my living relative. And so she had to go like, you know, okay, guys, quiet down a little bit here. And I'll tell you, Julia, for me, when I do my monthly seances, because I do a seance every single month, I do a Mm -hmm. similar process, and I notice that there's a time or two where some of the information can bleed through or bleed over, and people have asked me, can you know, Joanne, that sounded like my information that you were just getting. And I said, you know what, what I've noticed is that, so I'm talking to your dead father, and I'm talking to your grandmother, your dead grandmother, and suddenly Peter jumps in. And I said, well, here's a man by the name of, and he's saying this and saying that. And, and I'm like, wow, that's perfect. So, but it doesn't relate to that person but it relates to the next person. So like in the situation with Whoopi Goldberg, you've got somebody jumping in front of the line. It wasn't his turn yet. Right. So right. I and remember all I that can part. do is mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna share with people the information that comes through and tell them and hopefully knock on wood that this, this line jumper, you know, that he's giving the information to the person, uh, a person or two in front of them. So I've gotten used to that now. So, And I'm still growing with all this work and stuff, Julia, so I love this. But in the movie mm-hmm. Ghost, the one thing that I noticed, um, that I, that, so that part kind of um, was disconcerting, was when the evil spirits came for the bad souls. Do you remember that part? Oh, yes. Yes. Because I thought of shadow people. Yes. Because that's what they look yes. like. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they do. But they remind me of the muck and the mire, you know, like the really negative, uh, the negative, icky, you know, uh, the ne- negative, icky energy that, that they call evil. And uh, and I'm not so sure where I'm at on all of that stuff. I mean, I believe that every soul is eventually going to, reunite back with God, and I do believe that when we have, uh, you know, for lack of better words, sinned or hurt other people, that you mm-hmm. are going to have to pay back their karma. You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So if this is what you are doing to somebody else, then eventually you're going to have to pay it back. Uh, whether it's in a different lifetime. I know some very, very, very bad characters that they've stated. Uh, when somebody's soul has come in for uh, to do a lot of evil doing, um, there are a lot of concepts out there that are very interesting. And um, some of them, you know, they say that this soul who's done these bad things has to go to a certain, you know, different area on the other side, like maybe a different planet. Edgar Cayce wrote uh, different, it's called Different Planetary Sojourns of the Soul, which means in between lifetimes, when you have uh, in this earthly lifetime, say if you were, you know, abusive or whatever, the next lifetime you might, or in between the lifetimes, you might have had to take in a trip to the planet Venus to learn about love. Really? And so when you, yes, uh-huh, so when you reincarnate then, you're going to be more at peace with yourself and maybe you're going to come in and be all about love. Yeah, so so it's very interesting. So I'm not I'm not sure. There have 
they have we have so many different belief systems on the other side about you know where soul goes when it's been bad. I mean, even look at the concept of purgatory. I know the Catholic Church upholds the concept of purgatory, uh, but not every religion upholds the you know area of purgatory. And purgatory is an area that's on the other side, which is neither heaven, which is neither heaven nor hell. It's like a holding place for souls. You know, there's a, another movie mm-hmm. that kind of demonstrated what you're talking about, but it wasn't it wasn't for the person the person committing the crime. It was the victim okay. of the crime. Um, this mm-hmm. movie was mm-hmm. made in '09, and it was called The Lovely okay. Bones. And it the was about bones? a little girl, Lovely Bones, and it was That's about a real. little girl who had been murdered. Uh, oh. by uh, a pedophile, basically. And he had trapped her and he killed her, and they never found her body. Mm. She, when she awoke, she was in, like, purgatory. She was in this mm. dark place. She didn't know she had died. She was trying to talk to people, and... There were some people who could feel it because she would, like, run past people because she would get angry because no one would respond to her. And, like, they would feel the breeze or something, and she was trying to communicate with her dad. And she had to stay here where she met other victims of the same man. And it was just a very interesting concept. And I don't want to tell you since you didn't see it. Uh, It was just a a very – yeah, and – I just saw it maybe about, I don't know, several months ago. And mm-hmm. I, I just, there were things that I just wanted to cry because this poor little girl, I felt like, why was she put in this place? She had to realize and let go that she was no longer alive yeah. before she could move on. It, it was really, and I would love for you to see to get your perspective on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I'll, I'll check this book out. Yeah, even when you you look at, you know, at the movie description, you know, it Mm -hmm. says that she's watching over her family and she wants this man to get caught. So she tries to communicate and leave hints. And that's why she won't ascend to heaven. She wants to make sure they find him before he hurts somebody else. When she realizes how many victims he had. And I originally thought it was based on a true story and it turned out it wasn't. It was so believable the way they wrote this movie. Uh, it just, it just stood with me. Wow. Well, so, you can see that, that the what book. happened was, say it again. It is based on a book, but I thought the okay. movie was very um, well done. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite actors plays the bad guy, Stanley, uh, what's his name, Stanley Tucci? Okay. Okay. You know what, he was in um, Devil Wears Prada and all the other fun stuff? Um, he's like been in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, look oh, for it, it's called Lovely Bones. Yep. Oh, but again, no, you're he looks nothing like himself. Okay. Well, when he, you're describing does, about this little girl being in mm-hmm. that area, that, that waiting area, it sounds like her soul chose to stay there and wait 
So, so she could actually, her soul wasn't as pe- at peace, and she wanted to stay there so she could get some help in capturing him. And, um, and like you said, so he'd stop killing these other people. Yeah, but it was like, as she met, it was like kind of like dark and cloudy and gloomy where she was when she yeah. met another little girl, but she didn't know at the time. She starts playing with her, and every time she would play with her and she was happy, then, then the scene was kind of like bright and cheerful and just fields of flower. It was It was very interesting how she could make the environment either gloomy or bright and cheery based on what she was doing. It was, it was just very interesting. Yeah, I, really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Wow. So you, you definitely well, got to see that one. I'm definitely going to see this one. I will, I will get this right away. You know, I'd like to go back to that movie, The Sixth Sense, Julia. <clears throat> oh, that yes. movie was so... I know it was really very scary because, and that was a scary movie for me to watch because you're seeing this little boy with all of these monsters coming up, and and I and I will relate this to a, a experience that I had. You're seeing these monsters coming up. You're seeing, uh, and it looks like a monster, right? But what it is? Well, yeah, because you see them the way they died, basically. Exactly the way they died. And this little girl that came up who was green and it was it was just it was nasty the way she looked yes. while she was trying to give him hints, you know, trying to give him signs about what happened to her so she would be able to get help and um for him to figure out what was going on because she was worried I guess she was killed by her mother. I mean, I don't know what that was all about poisoned by her mother, and this dead little girl was really worried about her sister being poisoned by her mother also, who had been extremely mentally ill. And um, so she was coming to this little boy. And it mm-hmm. was it was just amazing to realize what's happening. So the story I can share with you on this is that I had, um, we we just had a really, really bad, bad, bad week. You know, you know, I make a joke and I say that, hey, none of us are getting out of this thing alive because we're all going to die, right? And we know it. And it's okay because it's part of the process. There's a greater place on the other side, you guys, and it really is called heaven or the higher realms or whatever you want to call it. But we have to go through coming into this body, living here, having all these wonderful experiences, and some not so wonderful, but they're lessons. And then when we're ready to go, we've got to release this body and go back to our, our normal place, and that's the, the spiritual realms. Anyway, so this woman, and I'm looking to the side. My cat is moving the curtains, and I had to go like, oh, oh, I didn't see my cat down there. (laughs) I just saw curtains moving. I'm like, oh, oh. So anyway, um, I'm I'm kind of losing track of what I was starting to say, to be honest with you. But um, you're talking about how they appeared appeared to him. And, and, you know, I thought that was interesting because he didn't know what was happening to him. No, but you know what else? I was starting to say the experience that I had when we had a really bad week. So what happened was okay. my my sister, you guys know that my dead sister Carol always comes and she uh, kind of gives me the heads up that somebody's going to die. She appears to the right side of me and and suddenly I'm like, oh my God, is somebody going to die? That's what I think immediately. T- 
to her, and she goes, yes, but don't worry, it's not going to be you. That's happened for years and years and years. Now, she doesn't come as much now. My mom's been coming more lately when somebody, you know, is getting ready to cross over. Well, anyway, so my sister shows up, and I'm like, you know what? Somebody is going to pass away. My one friend said to me, he goes, well, you know, don't worry about it. He goes, you know, it's probably not going to happen. And I said, no, you don't know. This is what happens to me. This is how I know someone's going to die. So this was a very sad situation. And um, so what happened was within a week, my nephew died, her son. Uh, oh. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was horrible. So we had to go out to Arizona, and um, so we drove out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, went there for his for his wake and his funeral, and my daughter, um, my daughter's calling up her fiance who is thinking about coming with us. But he says, "No, you know, I'm going to stay at home. I'll make some money." So my daughter is calling uh, her fiance Mark to say, "Honey, we're going to be heading home today." And as soon as she called that number, a, a sister of this gentleman picked up the phone and said, "Oh my God, Terry, where have you been? Where have you been?" She goes. Why? She goes, Mark was killed in a truck accident last night. Wow. This was two deaths within one week. And and it's one little decision can change everything. But do I believe everything is meant to happen? Yes, I do. Julia, that was one of the worst, worst weeks that I can really recall that we had to go through. And, I mean, we had to suffer through. So my daughter yeah. had to fly home. She had to go, you know, and we drove home because, of course, we had a vehicle to get home. And what I was starting to point out here was that Mark was killed in a fiery truck crash. Uh-huh. And when we were in church, I'm sitting here, and suddenly this, and this is in regards to the movie, The Sixth Sense was what that little boy had to see. And if it wasn't for these people showing these things in these movies, I don't know if I really would have gotten it right away. Or it's nice to see that other people have the same experiences I was having because this, this, it looked like a monster coming toward me because I was crying about Mark. I'm, I was talking to him, Mark, Mark, why do you have to die right now? You know, uh-huh. And suddenly this brown, crispy thing is coming at me, and I'm going like, oh, my, and so I'm blessing myself, you know, protecting myself because I don't know what I'm saying. And suddenly he's like, Mom, it's me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he goes, in answer to my question, he goes, I could not have lived, not with this body. Look at me. And he had been burned so he had been burned so badly oh. that even yeah. So what he was showing me was burnt, crispy body is what he was showing me. And he goes, even if they could have saved me, the scar tissue would have been so painful on my body. I would not have had. I would not have been able to make it. Wow. And I'm like, oh my god. So when when these people, and then he showed himself the normal self. You know, he showed himself as the normal person that he was, but he had to come showing me how badly he was because I was crying so hard, missing him, why do you have to die, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So, um, and we don't know, you know, we don't, again, we don't, and so when somebody's time to go, they're going to go, and we're going to walk out a door. We don't know how we're going. Is it going to be natural death, accident, disease? We're not sure. But when we get there... It'll all be good. We'll go through it. I believe it's a lot like giving birth. I believe that once you go through it, when you get to the other side, it's like, made it through that one. Yeah. So 
But that's, I'm really grateful that the people put out these movies, Julia. Yes. I'm really grateful they do. Now, I'll, I'll tell you another movie that I found really great. You were asking what was one of the scariest ones. Well, The Sixth Sense was probably one of the first scary ones that I'd seen. And then I saw that movie Mama. Do you remember us talking about that movie Mama? <gasps> yeah, I didn't want to see that just from the previews. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, no. She's scary. crawling on the walls. No, I'm not watching it. <laughs> oh my God! I have got to. I've got to tell you, it was so crazy. I'm. I'm going like, oh my God! No, I'm going to tell you what I did because, you know, I'm so used to doing this work, but Hollywood makes it so much scarier than what it is. Except for, I mean, we should have Sunny on the show right now. Except for that. That goofy house that's out in Gary, Indiana, the one that the kids are walking up backwards on those walls and stuff. I'm going oh like, holy God. Toledo. So, I mean, is this stuff real? Yes, there's a lot of reality to, to the scary parts and people being haunted and these uh, negative, nasty spirits. Oh, my God. So can, can spirits do things? Yes, they can. But is it the norm? No, it's not. Does Hollywood really Hollywoodize this stuff and make it much scarier than what most of it is? Yes, they do. So, you know, that's the part. I had to literally turn that movie on. No, I didn't have to. I chose to. I chose to turn that movie on, Julia, and watch Uh it on my computer. And I kept stopping it in the middle of the scary parts. And I kept saying, oh, it's all Hollywood makeup. It's all... This is all fake. It's all <laughs> So I was like preparing myself to watch the movie. And I finally got through watching, watching the movie, but it was a fascinating movie because it's, it's looking at this one woman that died who lost her baby. And, and I'm sorry about, you know, I, I don't want to wreck it for anyone, but she lost her baby. And then these other, and it was a long, years and years and years ago, she did not ascend because she was trapped on the earth plane. And she was mentally she was mentally sick anyway. She was very mentally ill. And um but then this father who's going crazy and he kills his boss, kills his wife, takes his kids out and he's gonna and he's gonna take these kids out and he's thinking about killing them and I guess himself, but this mother, this spirit, this dead woman stops him from killing these children and she kinda like kills him. <laughs> oh and uh then she yeah, and then she takes over and watches these children. Wow. She raises these children to a certain level until they find these children, but then she's very possessive uh-huh. of these kids. It, the, the psychology of this movie was just amazing to me. I loved, loved, loved this movie. Other people were complaining. They thought it should have a, a greater ending. You know, it should have been, uh, you know, something better. But I I thought it was fantastic just the way it was. Wow. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, 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 the the other one, um, I heard bits and pieces about. Did you see Insidious? No. How yeah, see, I, I, I didn't watch that one. No, but I thought, see, there's one of them that deals also with um, transcending to the other side or was that afterlife, one of the two. 
Okay. There's another well, one I think that tra- that's a, maybe I'm, I'm getting confused because I don't watch them. I'll hear about them from other people, but I won't watch them. <laughs> Not unless I'm yeah, forced I'm not... to, and then it's like, oh, I watch them through my fingers because I try to hide my eyes. <laughs> I... <laughs> All right. And some of the stuff who wants to believe this stuff is real. Yeah, I'll, I'll exactly. You, have you seen that movie Stigmata? No. Oh my God! I mean this this movie. Patricia Which one was that about? Okay. This movie is about um, and it says on the outside of the box, a first-rate thriller. There is no doubt about this. There was a priest that was doing work out in not Africa, but out in a continent like that, and um. Apparently, he was a very devoted priest. Now, I believe there was a lot of hidden writings that uh, things were being kept from, um, I think the way this movie is going down is that in the church, and I believe it's mm-hmm. the Catholic church, that when they have certain information, they don't want uh, a specific person to interpret it or transcribe it, so they separate it into three different people. So the pieces are not together. And that way the church is keeping it safe. Well, this one priest, I don't, I'd have to watch it all over again, but this one priest was uh, transcribing his bit of information. I mean, he was very much into his work and uh, the sacred writings and everything else. Well, he dies. So I don't remember if it was that some of it wasn't complete for him or what it was, but in his, coffin people come to say goodbye to the father well this little boy there's a lot of stealing going on there this little boy steals the father's rosary oh my god can you imagine here is this rosary that this man has prayed on so just think about all the energy that's been poured into this rosary and the Mm -hmm. level of intelligence that this priest you know the dedication spirituality everything that's really that he's devoted his life to, when you pray on something, you're actually imbuing this with your energy. Little boy steals the beads, goes into the marketplace. This young lady's mother is on vacation in this area, and she takes these beautiful rosary beads and sends them to her daughter for a gift. And her daughter, who is just a very, I can't, she's not an airhead, but I'd, She's not spiritual in any way, shape, or form. Furthest thing, she's kind of crude. She uh, is a hairstylist. She opens up these beads, and then all hell flies loose, i got to tell you. And this priest now is actually coming through this girl who is a very non-religious person. I mean, her body is being lifted up in the air. She's going into trance, which means he's really becoming more like a walk-in, going into her body, transcribing all this stuff. The church is called in. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm telling you, it was a real thriller. It was a great movie. And, and wow. that was called Stigmata. Yeah, so she really had all the signs. That priest was so spiritual that he had the signs of Stigmata. And the signs of Stigmata are when Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, you know, that they put the nails through his hands, but through the palms of his hands, but they really didn't. They put the nails through the wrist area because stop and think about it. If you put it through the hands, 
the weight of the body would pull. The body, yeah, Yeah. would tear through. The body would fall. So they'd have to, you know, nail the um, the nails through the uh, wrists, so the body would stay up there. So the stigmata is the two areas of the hands bleeding. The nails also went through the uh, feet of Christ up on the cross. So the stigmata is the wounds that you see on the hands, on the feet, and also in the side of the ribs, where I believe it was the soldier that stabbed Christ in his ribs when he was Mm -hmm. up on the cross. So when somebody is extremely spiritual and very holy, um, many times they can exhibit the signs of the stigmata. And, uh, And this girl did. This girl did. And in this process of this priest taking over her body, uh, passing on some more of this information, and I can't remember if he was mad at the church or what it was, but I'm telling you it was fascinating. And this girl almost lost her life because of this. But um, as it turns out, she didn't lose her life, but this completely changed her life forever, this experience she had. Wow. I saw one when I was very young. Um, Stigmata? No one's seen. No, this is a, a different one. Um, this is about a little girl. It's called Audrey Rose. And I always oh. thought the title was the reincarnation of Audrey Rose, but this was just about Audrey Rose. But the story is about a little girl who's constantly mm-hmm. having nightmares and nightmares and nightmares. And somehow along the line, she starts replaying how she died where wow. she's acting out, she died in a fiery car crash. So okay. she actually is in the car, and she starts banging on the windows as she's trapped in the car in her previous life. Mm-hmm. And so because she keeps having these episodes, the parents don't know what to do with her. So oh, they wow. actually take, I don't know if they took her to a therapist. This, this movie was made in 1977, so that's how old it is, and I'm probably divulging my age. Um, I was, I don't know why I was fascinated with it. And I think it was because it was all about reincarnation mm-hmm. and how she kept knowing things and she didn't understand them. So finally this man, and I forgot he was the, the therapist. He looks at it and he's like, it was his daughter. His daughter was the one that died. And she looked nothing like the previous little girl. And this was but not he, the reincarnation said, of Audrey Rose? It's called Audrey Rose. Okay. Cause I, I, I finally found this. it. Yeah. Did you see it? Oh, wasn't it great? I, if, and Yeah, if this was the, and I guess I had the same concept also that was supposed to be the reincarnation of Audrey Rose, but yes, I saw that. That was one of my very first, earliest movies years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. That was amazing, as you're reminding me. Of yeah, because. Thing. Oh, my God. It was Anthony Hopkins was in it, Marsha Mason. But it was sad at the end because up until the end, they still questioned. And I didn't know if it was made, if this was a real story or not. Because even at the end, they did not totally believe that she was the reincarnation of this man's daughter. He was convinced, and I think he convinced the parents. And I won't tell the ending because the end, they're not beginning, you know, know, spoiler here. Because of how... How what led up to her at the end, to the point when she was reenacting her previous death, her fingertips actually got burned through the simulation. Of oh. It. oh, do you remember God. that? That part. Where you know what? I her think fingers, I do. 
Yeah, and that was like one of the proof that, you know, she was in, she thinks she's in a car crash, and they kept thinking that she's bringing this on herself, and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. somehow her lives intersected. Yeah. And I don't think it was yeah. the previous life trying to come through or overtake her, but somehow the, the lines got blurred. And I, I didn't understand it, and I still don't understand how does that happen where the lines, you know, your previous life and your current life, they're, you know, I know they talk about deja vu, but this was more than deja mm-hmm. vu because she was reenacting the death that she went through in her previous life. Yeah. It's like really strange. I would have to rewatch this one, but that really was yes. an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing movie. Yeah. And then even, you now know, what I mean, you, what, well, you know what, I'm going to throw it here again, too. Uh, I'm sorry we weren't able to get uh, to that one caller. But, again, if you guys want to call in, it's a live call-in show, 347-633-9404, 347-633-9404. You know, um, and also to let you guys know, I do the psychic readings 24-7. And I shouldn't say that because somebody called me up really late one night. <laughs> <laughs> I should say within the you know proper time constraints, if you don't mind. Uh, but you can reach me at area code seven zero eight. No, cancel. That's my old number two one nine nine four zero ninety two ninety two. I know, right? It's so automatic. Two one nine nine four zero ninety two ninety two. Please call in for a psychic reading if you want to set it up, or again a. You, you do more or, to just psychic greetings, correct? Oh, my God, I do so much. House parties. You do house blessings. You do exorcisms. Exorcisms. I do house clearings. I do aura cleansings. Oh, my God, it's just great. Healing. Do you do, like, past life regression? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. So um, going back to that, though, Julia, uh, there, there are so many things we have here. Oh, the one movie, I mean, this is probably one of the most famous movies that we've done, and that's The Exorcist. Oh, my God. That movie scared me so much. Oh, yeah. And and I think it was because it was it just seemed so real. And yeah. to realize there were demons out there, it just really, even today, I don't know that I would ever really watch it. I mean, I know the quality well, of movies today are different and much better, but back then yeah. that was the scariest movie ever. It was. That was the scariest movie. There was another one. That was one of the scariest movies I had that I had seen. And the way Hollywood changes it, it was not a little girl; it was a little boy. And um, so it was. It was based on a true story. Oh, that was based on a true story. You bet it was. There was another one that Anthony Hopkins did. I don't know if you're online there, Julia, but um, Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. did a movie recently uh, within the last couple of years. It was another one where he was a priest. Oh, my God. This thing was frightening. I don't have the name. I'm so sorry. But if you look up Anthony Robbins, Anthony Hopkins, you, you'd probably mm-hmm. be able to see, like, um, horror movies or something. Um oh, my God, this thing just scared the willies right out of me. My daughter told me, she goes, oh, Mom, there's this great movie, and you should see it. And 
blah, blah, blah. And I said, is it scary? She goes, no, 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 not really. Don't worry about it. I'm like, and I called her up later. I said, are you kidding me? I said, you didn't sit here on the couch with me in case I had to bury my head or something. <laughs> oh, my God, Julia, this thing was so frightening. Now, the weird part was, and this this is a true story. I watched this movie, that, and the priest that they were writing the story about hails from Chicago. This priest oh, really? was called in. Yes, this was the a right? true story. Yes. Is it the right? Father yes. Lucas Trevent. Yes. And this was a true story where this priest was called in to do this exorcism. And um, and he had done some training out in Rome because this guy, of course, did not want to do this work. He wasn't in, in, interested in this. So he went to Rome, and he ended up um, getting training, and he had, he had come back here to do some work. But when I saw Anthony Robbins, Hopkins, excuse me, Anthony, I hope nothing happens to Anthony Robbins. I love that guy. <laughs> we know who Anthony Robbins is, right? This personal growth guru. Anyway, I keep saying, changing the name. But the <laughs> priest, the character that Anthony Hopkins played, they were literally spitting out nails. I mean, the spirits, the demons were, were forcing them to spit out nails out of his mouth. And I'm going like, are you kidding me? Well, what truly happened right after I watched that movie, now you have to remember, I've been on this earth for quite a while, okay? Mm-hmm. I was in my house in Tinley for 12 years. Right after I watched this movie, I'm telling you, I was on pins and needles. I went over to my dishwasher, and I opened up my dishwasher, and there was a snake inside of my dishwasher. Wow. A oh, real my God. snake. Do you, like, scream and run? <laughs> I, I, you bet I did. I'm <laughs> like, What? I mean, I used to I used to play with gardener snakes when I was a kid. I used to love carrying them. Come on, you know, and I pick them up and I play with them. So that wasn't a biggie to me because snakes were like, okay, as long as you're not going to bite me, I can play with you. And <laughs> these guys didn't bite, so they, I knew they were safe. So, but this snake was in my dishwasher. Julie, how did that snake get in my dishwasher? My back door wasn't open. This snake did not just slither across, casually, across my floor. Julia. Did he he come through the drain pipe? Oh, yes, it is. Could have. You know what? I've got to tell you guys. um, I can't believe it. Our time is almost up, Julia. And I want to say thank you for joining me with uh, all these wonderful movies that we can uh, offer to people to learn about the psychic abilities, you know, the impact it does have on us and everything. Um, just know that we can learn a lot. A lot of people have done a lot of research. They brought it out to us to show us what the spiritual side, many of the concepts do look like. Now, you know, buyer beware. You don't want to believe everything you see. But do get into the movies. There are some that are really great spiritual movies out there. And Juliet's come to an end. So, you know, I, I don't think you'll be with us next week, right? No, no, not next week. So, but I thank you as usual. It was my pleasure. Oh my God! Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. And then we will we will talk to all of you guys again next week right here on your Psychic Connection. This is Jorianne, the Coffee Psychic, and I just want to say good night to everybody. See you later, you guys.